to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another edition of While You Are Single TV. I'm glad that you joined the program again tonight, and thank you for sharing this program with your friends as well. If you missed any of the previous episodes, you can use the link that accompanied this video to watch those episodes. If you are watching on Facebook, you can go to the While You Are Single TV Facebook page, go to the video section, and you can watch the videos from there. I also encourage you to go to our website, whileyouaresingle.org, where I have lots of resources that will be a blessing to you. You can also listen to the While You're Single podcast on the website, as well as on iTunes. You can just go to iTunes and subscribe to the While You're Single podcast. All the same, thanks for joining the program. Uh, let's open up in prayer. Father, I thank you, Lord, for another privilege to hear from you tonight. I thank you for the individual who's watching right now, Lord. I thank you for blessing them through this broadcast. Father, I ask that you open our hearts to heed your word, open our ears, to hear your word, open our eyes, to perceive your word, open our minds, to understand your word and give us the wisdom to apply your word into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have been talking about how rejection is not a setback, but a setup for you to fulfill your destiny. Many years ago, I used to live in Richmond, Virginia, and I felt like um, God wanted me to proceed and move to Houston, Texas. So I took the plunge. While I was in Richmond, Virginia, I used to work in an IT information technology related position. So when I moved to Houston, I was hoping to get a job along those lines. Unfortunately, I was not able to find a job in the IT industry. I ended up working as a security officer. I am grateful to God that I had a job, period. And thank God that I was able to get a job as a security officer. Uh, nonetheless, truth of the matter was that was not what I was bargaining for. Nevertheless, you know, it's better to have any job than no job. So I worked as a security officer um, for about six months or so when I first moved to Houston. While I was working as a security officer, um, the building where I was assigned to provide security services Unfortunately, we lost the contract to the building. In other words, the building management um, did not like our services and decided to let go of the company that hired me to work as a security officer in that building. Not only that, the new company coming in, I was responsible to train um, some of the officers that were taking over the security services for that building. So basically, I hope you know that, you know, first of all, if you lose your job, that's a form of rejection. When people let you go, unemployment is a form of being rejected. So the company I worked for was basically rejected. And because I worked for them, I was, you know, uh, experiencing that as well. Of course, I had the opportunity to join the new company because usually when another company comes in, they try to hire officers who were working there already to kind of make a smooth transition. But I decided to stick with the company that hired me in the first place. Maybe it's because I already knew about how uh, rejection is not a setback, but a setup. Or maybe it's because I just wanted to be loyal to the company that hired me in the first place. I didn't want to jump ship at the first opportunity. 
Anyways, I stuck with the company that hired me, so which means I was going to be out of a job. Even though I was working as a security officer, of course, I was making uh, several attempts to get an IT job or any other kind of job, as a matter of fact, but nothing came through. So we lost the contract of the building and the company I worked for had other buildings in the area. So I was basically transitioned to another building, which was basically about two blocks away from the original building. So I ended up in this new building, this second building, and I was there as a security officer for another year and a half. So total, I was working as a security officer for about two years. I didn't expect that. That's not what I bargained for, but hey, God knows best. So I ended up in this second building as a security officer. And later on, I got a phone call from a recruiter from out of state. This recruiter mentioned to me there was an IT uh, position and the recruiter wanted to know if I was interested. Of course I was interested. I've been waiting for about two years. So I was set up for an interview with this um, company that offered this IT position and um, I passed the interview and I was given the job. I was excited. I was happy that God came through for me. But the point that I'm trying to make was this new position as this IT related position that I was given was in the same building, the second building where I ended up providing security. So basically the rejection I experienced from the first building positioned me in the second building where the IT position was situated. So being rebuffed, being let go because my company lost the contract positioned me in the same building that I ended up providing IT services. And that's why I like to say that God uses your opposition to position you for your destiny. Sometimes God will hold you back. God will allow circumstances to keep you in a particular place. God will allow some restrictions to hold you in the particular spot so that when he drops the blessing on you, he does not miss. Be encouraged. God uses your opposition to position you for your destiny. A prime example of this is in the story of Joseph. I love his story and I often refer to it many times. Of course, you know the story. I believe it starts out in Genesis 37. Joseph had a dream. He told his brothers and the Bible says they hated him for it. I like to joke that in our time, we often use the phrase haters like we came up with the phrase. Well, haters started out in the time of Joseph. They hated him for his dreams. He told his dad and his dad was like, Will I, your mom and your brothers, bow down before you? So it's kind of like his dad really didn't believe in what he said originally, which is a form of rejection. Nevertheless, the brothers took it to an extreme. Joseph went to see them on a particular day and they ended up selling him to slavery in Egypt. But prior to that, perhaps you're familiar with the story of how his dad made him a special coat. The brother stripped him of that special coat. 
They sold him to slavery in Egypt. He ends up in Potiphar's house. Potiphar was the captain of the guard. He was successful in Potiphar's house. Unfortunately, Potiphar's wife came trying to mess things up. She tried to seduce Joseph. Joseph was not having any of that. And of course, you know, Joseph ended up in prison. But before I go any further, I need to elaborate on some things. In the Jewish context during their time, the way a person was dressed was very significant. The way a person dressed was a picture or a reflection of their status and or their purpose. For example, if you were a king, you dressed a certain way and people knew that, okay, that person is a king. If you were a priest, you dressed a certain way and people knew, okay, that person is a priest. If you were a widow, you dressed a certain way and people knew you were a widow. If you were a leper, you dressed a certain way to alert people that you are a leper. So the way a person is dressed is very significant. So with that in mind, Joseph's dad dressed him with a special coat, which basically indicated that he was his dad's beloved. He was his dad's favorite son. But that's not what God called Joseph to do. So is it surprising that the first thing that happened to Joseph as a picture or a reflection of the rejection he experienced from his brothers prior to them selling him to slavery in Egypt was they stripped him of that coat? That's the first thing, okay? Of course, he ends up in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him. He refused, and one day she really came on to him, and there was a struggle. And the Bible says he left his garment in her hands. Second time, he's kind of getting stripped of his garment. First time, his brother stripped him of his garment. Second time, he voluntarily let it go. The garment represented that he worked for Potiphar. But again, that's not what God called Joseph to do. If I told you I saw an individual wearing a brown shirt, brown shorts, driving a brown van, what's the first thing they're going to think of? UPS. A lot of companies have uniforms. A way a person is dressed will let you know, okay, this is what they're doing. Pilots dress a certain way. Doctors dress a certain way. Mechanics, on the average, all things being equal, dress a certain way. So the way you're dressed is a reflection of your status and or your purpose. So Joseph getting stripped again, second time, even though he relinquished the garment into her hand, is a picture of rejection, yes, but again, that's not what God called him to do. Potiphar puts him in prison. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, Potiphar made him serve the baker and the butler who were sent to prison by Pharaoh. And by the way, the baker and the butler ended up in prison because they were rejected by Pharaoh. They did some things wrong and Pharaoh was upset and he put them in prison. And Potiphar made Joseph serve them. Okay, so here is Joseph in prison with the baker and the butler. You know the story. They both had dreams. They were distraught about their dreams because they did not understand what their dreams meant. But Joseph interpreted dreams. That was his gift. 
And he asked the baker and the butler to tell him their dreams and he will interpret their dreams for them. The baker and the butler told Joseph their dreams and Joseph interpreted their dreams for them. And the interpretation basically was that Joseph told the butler, you're going to be restored to working for Pharaoh again. Unfortunately for the baker, it was not good news. He told the baker, you are going to be executed. And of course, Joseph's interpretation came to pass. The baker was executed. He was killed while the butler was restored to his position with Pharaoh. Joseph told the butler prior to his restoration to remember him. And of course, the butler forgot him. Later on in Genesis chapter 41, verse 1, two years later to be exact, Pharaoh had a dream and he needed somebody to interpret his dreams, but there was nobody. The butler then remembered Joseph and referred Joseph to the Pharaoh. Pharaoh now summoned Joseph to come before him. Joseph heard the dream from Pharaoh and explained what it meant to him, and that's how Pharaoh got wind of Joseph. Pharaoh was impressed and he made Joseph second in charge after him. But I want you to note one of the major things Pharaoh did to commemorate that Joseph was his second in charge. Pharaoh dressed him with garments of linen. Instead of getting stripped, he was getting strapped with linen. Not just one, but a handful of clothing. Revealing he is now where God wanted him to be. Revealing that he is now dressed. Revealing that now he is in his purpose, in his destiny. So the rejection he experienced from his brothers, he experienced from Potiphar, all navigated him, all drove him to where he is now in the presence of Pharaoh, properly dressed. God uses rejection to strip you off from who you are not, to strap you on with who you are. The brothers, prior to selling Joseph to slavery, said, What will become of his dreams? In their mind, they felt like selling their brother as a slave will negate his dreams from ever coming true. But duh, they only made it even more possible for him. They sent him to the vicinity where he was supposed to fulfill his purpose. <laughs> he ends up in Potiphar's house, but God didn't call him to be in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar only pushed him further toward his destiny. His opposition positioned him with the person <laughs> that was going to connect him to Pharaoh. And of course, Joseph ended up being second in charge, what God revealed to him in a dream. He lost his father's coat. He lost his garment from Potiphar. But the rejection enabled him to gain a ring from Pharaoh. Pharaoh put a signet ring on him, put garments of linen on him, 
three, put a gold chain around his neck, four, gave him the second royal chariot, in other words, the second best ride in Egypt, and fifth, he got a wife. I haven't forgotten. This is while you are single, preparing single adults for wholesome relationships. Rejection is one of the things that a lot of my single adult friends are dealing with. Even as you watch this, you might feel like nobody wants you. But I'm just trying to tell you everything I really discuss here. At the end of the day, I'm saying God is going to navigate you to who he wants for you. Rejection is one of those vehicles that God uses to navigate you, drive you to the person and the place that he wants you to be with and where he wants you to be. So be encouraged. The rejection Joseph faced positioned him for his purpose, positioned him for his partner. Along the same lines, be encouraged. God has not forgotten you. Thank you for watching while you're a single TV. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Until next week, let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this series. I thank you, Father, for the healing that has been taking place in the hearts of those watching, Lord. I thank you for just completing that healing. I thank you that the work you've begun in this individual watching right now, you will complete it for them, Lord. Perfect all that concerns them. If they so desire to get married, I thank you in advance for making it happen for them. Thanks for preparing them for who you have for them and preparing who you have for them for them as well. When they do meet, when you connect them together, thank you for helping them to recognize and discern that they are meant for each other. Help them not complicate what you have simplified, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for just perfecting everything that concerns the person watching right now. Supply all their need according to your provisions in Jesus' name. Thank you for answering this prayers, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.